I recently moved, which means I also moved my P.O. box, which one was hosted at a UPS store, to one that was hosted by the United States Postal Service. And apparently somebody in January didn't put a note in the box and sent me a bottle of what appears to be olive oil, I believe. And so if that was you, if you could let me know, because generally I don't consume things that come from people that, well, I don't know who it came from and I don't know what it is. But also today's theme is what I wish I would have known. In this case, I wish I would have known that the United States Postal Service doesn't alert you via email like the UPS store did because I just discovered this at the beginning of March and the bottle showed up in January. So today we're going to learn what you wish you would have known when you first started podcasting. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join and use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. And this one comes from a very old friend, better known as Sergeant Fred from many, many, many podcasts. And in this instance, he's talking about his 2030 podcast. So here's a because of my podcast story from Sergeant Fred. Hello, Dave. This is Fred Castaneda speaking. As you know, I have 15 years in podcasting, and my three shows are podcastreporter.com, thestrugglingbiz.com, and 2030podcast.com, and it's this last show that I want to discuss. Because of my podcast, I was able to get in front of a large audience of selected and like-minded podcasters and listeners, and I was able to get monthly free promotion and positive reviews and support, but without any promotion on my part or any payment on my part. How? Well, I've been a subscriber to the No Agenda Show at noagendashow.com since 2009 with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. And one of the other podcasts on their stream was Grumpy Old Ben's. They listened to my podcast at 2030podcast.com and they liked it so much that they picked up on it and saw value and called it a great podcast with good audio. Well, they included episodes of it every month onto the NoAgendaStream.com content, and they kept saying how great a show it was for listeners and producers. So thus, I've been on a stream with thousands and thousands of listeners, and my stats verify that my audience has been growing, but without myself doing any real work to intentionally do this. They have done the work for me. I would not have had this bit of serendipity befall me, if I had not had my 2030 podcast at 2030podcast.com. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that because of my podcast, I've been now presented to a lot of people. And through due to serendipity, it's all because they found value in my show and they like the good content and they like the audio quality. So thanks, Dave, for everything you do. This is your buddy Fred, also known as Sergeant Fred on the noagendastream.com. And I say airborne all the way. Take care, and thanks for all you've done. 
Thank you, Sergeant Fred. I'll have links to everything out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 768, including all the people that are involved in this episode. If you're new to the School of Podcasting, sometimes, used to be all the time, but now the last episode of the month will be where I ask you a question and then you answer it and we all learn together. And this month's question is, what do you wish you had known when you first started podcasting? Now, if you are a person that's already got a podcast, you're like, I probably know all this stuff. Uh, You're probably going to learn from Steve Stewart right now. Hey, Dave Jackson and SOP family. It's Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me. And I want to answer this question a little bit differently than everybody else. The question was, what do you wish you knew when you first started podcasting? This is something I wish I knew existed in Audacity before the year 2015. I've been using Audacity since almost the beginning. I know I've been using it for 20 years now. And there's a feature in it I didn't know about for 15 years. It's called At Zero Crossings. When you're making an edit, you're actually cutting out an um or a like, you know, when people like always say like at the end of the words and you want to cut it and you want to make it sound good. There's no bump. It's not a sudden. If you want to make it a little smoother transition, just make sure the cut is clean. Use this at zero crossings command. Didn't even know existed. I can't even tell you what it does, but it just minutely changes the boundaries of your selection to where it matches at the zero point on both ends because you might select a point at the beginning that's above zero, and you might select a period uh, at the end of your selection that's below zero. And if you cut there, there's going to be a, a bump in your edit. Whereas if you do the find zero crossings, it adjusts the boundaries just close enough, just a little bit, until it finds that zero mark. So when you cut and they ripple delete together, when the two pieces come together, it's seamless. Of course, you can still have a bad edit, but this makes almost every edit that I make cleaner. It's amazing. Uh, in Audacity, you can find it under the select menu at the bottom called at zero crossings. The default, the keyboard default, this is perfect, is the letter Z, zero crossings, Z, boom, done. I do this every edit I make. First thing I do, Z, and that just adjusts those boundaries. Then I can delete. I go back and listen, and it's clean. No bumps anymore. I love it. This has been Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me. Since I don't have a podcast of my own that, that I'm producing anymore, I want to talk about one of my client's shows. It's by Chelsea Brennan, and the show is called Smart Money Mamas, M-A-M-A-S. She owns this niche. It's personal finance for moms. If you want to learn about money, you want to grow your confidence about money topics, you don't want to feel like people are talking down to you, this is the show to listen to. Go check out Smart Money Mamas. I don't need to tell you where to go to find it. You can find it. Chelsea Brennan's Smart Money Mamas. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Steve. And of course, Steve is one of the guys behind the Podcast Editors Academy. So if you want more cool audacity or Reaper or how to get more business, that kind of stuff, if you want to do podcast editing as a business, check it out. Supportthisshow.com slash P-E-A. Speaking of editors. Hi, Dave. This is Kurt Russell. I'm the host of the Expats in Austin podcast. We discuss expatriates and the expatriate life here in Austin, Texas, and we help expatriates with the special challenges that they face. The thing I wish I knew when I first started podcasting was how important your editor is. I knew editing was important. I also knew that I didn't want to do it. But what I didn't realize was how close and intimate that relationship is with your editor. There's a level of trust that was totally unexpected to me. I now give my editor all sorts of 
executive decision-making authority, and he does his best to make me sound good, and I'm very pleased with the result. Thank you very much. I hope to buy something from you sometime in the future when I'm a little bit more settled. Speaking of editing, thank you, Kurt, by the way. I love that. It's not just expats. It's expats in Austin. Now, that is a niche. And if you're looking for a podcast editor, I've got a link out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash edit. Hey, this is James from the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy, the show that helps inspire, inform, and entertain a male audience. You can find us at brosandblokes.com. The thing I wish I knew when I first started was the amount of time you'll spend on each episode. I've learned making a great episode is not just about hitting the record button, but planning out some good talking points, preparing some questions for your guests, editing the episode, and of course, promoting it. That's not including, of course, all the other projects such as content research, frequent social media activity, uh, merchandise options, the list goes on. But the honest truth is I love it. I love creating a show that I produced, and I love meeting and chatting with new people from various backgrounds. Thanks, Dave, for the School of Podcasting and all your great content. Thank you, James. Yep, I always say starting a podcast, not really that hard anymore. Starting a good podcast, eh, that takes a little thought. This is Kim Newlove, host of the Pharmacist Voice podcast. I alternate solo shows and interview shows. The solo shows are about my career change from pharmacist to voice actor, and the interview shows feature a variety of people who use their voices to advocate, educate, or entertain. My website is thepharmacistvoice.com. The thing I wish I would have known when I first started podcasting is how to fit podcasting into my life. There are so many other things going on in my life. I'm a pharmacist, voice actor, podcast host, wife, and mother of two. Not only do I have to compete with jets flying overhead, lawnmowers, snowblowers, delivery trucks, dogs barking, and other things, but I also have all those other things going on. My voiceover business, being a mom, being a wife, supporting my husband while he's at work, dealing with the kids' things. It's not easy. So when I think about what I wish I would have known— I don't know if anybody could have even told me that, but that's what I wish I would have known, how I can fit podcasting into my life. Thank you, Kim. I've actually got an interview coming up with a guy that is a full-time pet sitter and a biologist and his wife, which he does the podcast with, also has a full-time job and they have two kids. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun show. Again, you can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe or schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. Take your pick and listen in your favorite app. But this whole, hey, things are taking a little longer. That is a fairly common theme. The next couple of clips you're going to hear are going to be mixed in with clips from the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. That's a meetup that I do once a month uh, for local people in Ohio. Right now they're online, and so that's where the next couple of clips come from here. I think I would have loved to know really how long it takes because <laughs> it, it, it takes way longer than people make it sound. And I'm not going to complain about that because I choose to put the time into it. But if you want, to meet certain quality standards, like editing takes a long, long time, longer than you think. And uh, finding guests can take forever. And then finding listeners takes forever too. So in, unless you have a, a lot of money to invest and can hire people to help, it's it just know that it's going to take a long time. Yeah. 
And your podcast is? Uh, I am Keep the Flame Alive, and that is the podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. And I'm at flamealivepod.com. There we go. I would say episode length. Like for the longest, I thought that episodes had to be a particular length. All of my favorite podcasters had episodes be an hour long, and that is such a pain in the ass. And even some of my listeners, I'll be honest, they have asked, well, yeah, you know, I would love a longer episode, but dude, like an hour episode is just like too much. Even like it takes, I, I'm doing, I'm a one man show. So just to produce something that goes over an hour takes like a week or two, because then I like to break it up and do other stuff with it. So that's lesson number one. And lesson number two that I'm learning more so now, mm-hmm. and I'm this is like year six of podcasting, is uh, I don't have to be so anal about editing the podcast like taking out all the ums and the you know and i like and i know you're you're big on that one i learned this from you you know but like even some of my favorite podcasters that have a lot more listeners than i do they keep all that stuff in and they just kind of put out the episodes and i'm like dude and i'm like like spending like like falling asleep over my laptop like taking out the ums and the likes and the uh and the so yeah i just wanted to share those definitely There we go. Keep in mind with editing, if you're spending a huge amount of time editing, again, go out to the school of podcasting. I've got an editing service now, but also more planning equals less editing. That It's like a seesaw. Less planning equals more editing. And you heard that last clip where he was comparing his show to somebody else's. Well, hello, Dave. This is York from the Poetic Earthlings podcast. Have somebody sat down with me a few years ago? and said, you know what, your show is very niche. Do not compare it with other shows. I would have been a much happier podcaster. I went into a dark spot. I kept on comparing my numbers to other shows, major shows on NPR and other networks, thinking, how come my show is not reaching the status of these other shows? And then it dawned on me, well, what I do is very, very niche. I do an audio slash short story drama. It's not going to get the numbers as a weight loss show, a political show, or other ones. Found that out the hard way. So that's the one thing that I've learned. But at least I found it out. Now I'm able to adjust my expectations. Still create incredible shows but not to align it with other shows that has already a built-in audience. If you want to check out my audio show, you could do so on my website, poeticearthlings.com. Thank you, Dave. Take care. York, thank you so much. That is so wise, my friend. I'm here to tell you I've seen it take people from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows when they start comparing their show to others. The other thing that people love to obsess over, of course, is... Hello, my Dave Jackson. It's Bill Mize over here from the Bill Watches Movies podcast, where we take a humorous look at our B-movie past. We're a little bit old-time radio and a little bit Mystery Science Theater 3000. The one thing that I wish I knew when I started podcasting is how useless stats are. No, seriously. They are as useless as a screen door in a submarine for the most part. 
Now, I'm sure you mentioned this in one class or another in your School of Podcasting course, which I took, but I forgot it, and got all caught up in the drama of tracking and counting and obsessing over daily and weekly stats, like Captain Kirk obsesses over whatever alien woman is standing in front of him that episode. I finally learned from, and I think this was Dave Hooper over at the Big Podcast, that you should measure one metric for each show. How many downloads did it get at the 30-day mark, and how does that compare to your last show's 30-day download count? It's a much better apples-to-apples metric, and one that lets you know if your show is growing or if there's some quality tweaking to be done, which is another story for another time. Thank you, Dave, for all the good work that you do, sir. It is appreciated. Have a wonderful day, and I'll listen to you soon. Yeah, here's my thing with stats, and I'm going to take a tangent here real quick. I worked with a guy when I was teaching in the corporate world that was me and one other teacher, and he would sweat bullets when a class was done because you had to wait for the class to fill an evaluation. And I said, like, dude, why do you, like, stress so much? He's like, well, what if I get, like, a bad review? And I go, did you do the best class you could do? And he's like, well, yeah. And I go, then let the chips go where they – let them fall. Like, there's nothing you can do about it now. And so those stats, we can really get lost and lose a lot of sleep about them and things like that. Just do the best show you can and focus on your audience, not so much on your stats. Because the cool thing is, well, as we hear now, it's your show. I think a, a happy lesson that came over time is um, is basically how I've used my podcast like I think I'm a creative person. I like to do all kinds of things. So my podcast is very much a self-expression podcast and um, how the podcast can be anything. It can be uh, like, it can be a podcast. It can be like kind of a day in the life where you just kind of almost make like this audio play of your life, uh, just like recording sounds and recording conversations and things like that. Uh, I've uploaded video onto the podcast feed, uh, you know, it, it could just be anything, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that uh, that's been a very happy uh, uh, lesson that I've learned, uh, you know, in the, the times that I've been podcasting, definitely. Cool. And since I am recording this, the name of your podcast is? It's the Improve and Have Fun Podcast. And uh, of course, I got to give you the byline, Dave, as you've taught so many. Right. That's uh, where I work on improving myself while having fun along the way with uh, hopes of encouraging others to do the same. And I do so by documenting my life and interests. And, and your website is? Improveandhavefun.com. We've talked in some cases about how some things are harder than we thought. There is a flip side to that. Hi, this is Carrie Bach from the Hope for Anxiety and OCD podcast, where we are all about reducing shame, increasing hope, and developing healthier connections with God and others, specifically for Christians who are struggling with anxiety and OCD. The website is www.hopeforanxietyandocd.com. The thing I wish I knew when I first started podcasting is how easy it would be to get people to interview on my show. 
I was so intimidated to ask people, even friends and people that I knew professionally, because I hadn't launched the podcast yet. And so I was essentially asking them to be a part of something that hadn't fully been created. That was intimidating to me, but I wish that someone had told me, you know, people are going to want to help you out in your life that love you and care about you, as well as there are going to be people you don't know that are going to be open to speaking on your show because they're able to promote their book or speaking opportunities. And something else that can make podcasting a little easier in some cases. I wish I had known in the beginning how much better the podcast would be with a co-host. I had been podcasting for at least a year before my co-host joined me back in 2014. Immediately, the podcast became so much better because of him and audience numbers increased as a result. I think some people are very good at solo podcasting. <coughs> Dave, <laughs> uh, I know I'm not a solo podcaster. My name's Craig from com. And our podcast helps Spanish speakers improve their English. Thank you, Craig. And while you're getting to know your co-host, you might want to continue with more outreach. Hey, Dave, this is Arnie Chapman, the host of the Football History Dude podcast and also the founder of the Sports History Network, which is the headquarters for your favorite sports yesteryear. You can find all of my work over at sportshistorynetwork.com. And to answer this question, it would be to jump into networking much earlier in my career, as in not just the Sports History Network that I started, but also interviewing guests. I thoroughly did enjoy the solo shows, researching and sharing the story of whatever it was, Jim Thorpe, the legend, and all these other kinds of deals. But when I started interviewing, I I found not just greater success as far as download numbers and all these types of deals, but I, I had a blast interviewing these guests for the show. They were individuals subject matter experts, oftentimes there were authors that spent so many years researching a particular topic that I couldn't even begin to touch the amount of time that they researched for an episode in one week. So I learned a lot more. And I believe that that showed through for my listeners of the show because they were able to gather a lot more information from somebody that spent all that time. And then, of course, there's the network. I mean, sure, my goal is to make this a full-time gig down the road, but even if I only leave it as a hobby... Running the network gives me a different sense of purpose beyond just recording my own podcast. And I think it can be just that for the listener of the show, too. I mean, start it as a hobby with other podcasters in your niche. Maybe turn it into something more. Maybe it doesn't even turn into anything. But just go ahead and give it a go if it's something that you're interested in. Thank you, Dave, for letting us come on your show and just jam a little bit to tell you about different things. Thank you so much, Arnie. And one thing you might find, especially if you're trying to do this as a full-time gig, is this reaching the audience that you're searching for? I won't even say easy ways, any ways to reach the audience you're searching for. You wish you would have known how hard it is. Oh, how? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. It is not easy. You think the podcast, like getting the podcast out, is the hard part. That's the easy part. Getting people to listen to it. That is a whole other ball game, and you want to attract people with that website thing, and we've got some people that, well, 
Hello, Dave. Hello, School of Podcast listeners. This is Seth, a.k.a. Zandrax, the mayor of Geekville and the host of Geekville Radio at geekvilleradio.com. A plethora of shows await you there. And my answer to the question of the month, something that I wish I knew early on, I would have to say I wish I knew about many of the plugins that WordPress had. And this is going to cause some of you to really groan, but I lived it. For the first couple of years, I didn't have access to WordPress and that type of stuff with all the podcasting and editing goodies and such that, that you can uh, add, you know, for making show notes and such. So that meant I had to write out for each episode for a couple of years, the RSS feed by hand. I had to type it. Now, of course, there was a lot of copying and pasting, and there were some applications that were able to tell me whether everything lined up or not. But good gravy. Sometimes with those RSS feeds, when you had to do them by hand, it was one of those things you have one comma or period out of place, and it throws everything else off. Anybody who's done coding in the past probably knows what I'm talking about. So that's probably the biggest one for me. Obviously, that has not been a problem for a number of years, and WordPress is very good with just being able to easily upload files and compile RSS feeds. You really don't even have to think about it anymore. So for any of you that are still on the fence as far as starting something, there's very easy stuff to get RSS feeds up and running. So thanks for taking my answer, Dave, and uh, look forward to hearing everybody else's answers to this question. This is Seth at geekvilleradio.com, and it's geekvilleradio at Facebook and Twitter as well. My big advice with plugins is if you, number one, if you don't need it, don't use it. And if you have a bunch of plugins that you're not using, don't just disable them, remove them from your website. And I'm a big fan of Manage WP to have it back up your website every single day. I have a love hate relationship with WordPress, as does my buddy from Route 66. Hi, Dave. This is Anthony Arno from the Route 66 podcast. And the one thing I wish I knew when I first started recording and posting episodes on WordPress is the difference between a post and a page. So my first five or 10 episodes or so were uploaded as pages instead of posts. Now I know. Huh. Dave, thanks for all that you do. And I want to let everyone know that the Route 66 podcast also has a scholarship program that provides awards for college students as well as other students in grades K through 12 for simply showing their spirit of Route 66. Information and past winners can be found at Route66Podcast.com. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're sitting there thinking, wow, I'm learning a whole bunch of stuff that I should be thinking about if I'm starting my podcast, or maybe even if you already have a podcast, you know, there is a place on the internet that teaches you all of this stuff. It's called the School of Podcasting, and I'm the headmaster there, and I want to help you avoid all these mistakes. It's super easy. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. Use the coupon code LISTENER, and you'll get access to step-by-step -step tutorials. You'll get access to live group coaching and one of the world's best ever private Facebook groups to network with other podcasters. And you'll have priority email access to me, live chats, and many more. You're not going to be alone. You're not going to sound horrible. You're not going to sound unprofessional. You're not going to spend a million dollars on equipment that you don't need. Avoid all the common pitfalls. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash join. Use the coupon code LISTENER. 
Hey there, Dave and fellow listeners of the School of Podcasting. I am Chris of the Chris and Christine Show and also of Podtastic Audio. Now, I cannot narrow down one thing that I learned I wish I could have done from the very beginning of the podcast because there's so many things that I didn't know when I first got started in the podcasting, including one thing was that when we recorded our episode, the very first one we did, I knew how to find podcasts in Apple and I think also in iHeartRadio's app, but I did not know how to make one, and I had no idea. So the first thing I do is take my little MP3 file and I run it over to iTunes on my computer, and I say, where is the drop-off box for this episode? I want to upload it to iTunes. I want to get it on Apple Podcasts. There's got to be an upload feature or something. I had no idea what an RSS feed was. So I had to Google that and figure that stuff out. Just basic stuff like that. And then, of course, audio editing. I mean, I had no idea how to do this stuff. I just tinkered with it, and then eventually... I figured it out, but it took a while of me tinkering with stuff and uploading and playing around with stuff and just messing with this stuff and listening to you, of course, on your podcast and other podcasts similar to yours, and I figured out how to make stuff happen. But it was a learning process from the very, very beginning, and now so much people actually come to me asking me how for advice on how to actually do podcasting stuff, and I'm like, who am I? I've only been doing this for maybe a year and a half. Now, if you find yourself in that situation, people asking you, hey, how do you start a podcast? You can actually go to podcastingaffiliates.com, sign up to be a school of podcasting.com affiliate. And if somebody signs up, you actually earn a commission. Now, you heard Chris at the beginning of his clip. He's actually started his own audio editing service. So that's another way you can do. But if you're like, look, I don't want to teach people this stuff. You can just go to podcastingaffiliates.com and send them to me and then get a little finder's fee. This is Joe Consford from the Morning Meditation Podcast. You can find me on the internet at hardwareonthesquare.com slash podcast. The thing I wish I knew about podcasting when I first started was how to write nice titles that are searchable. And I wish I knew that from the very beginning. Not a simple episode number or a, or a season number but a title about what the show is about. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate the School of Podcasting. You're welcome, my friend. And yeah, I'm here to tell you, I see this a lot with radio programs that come over to podcasting and they'll just put, it's the Dave Jackson Radio Hour for, you know, March 28th. And you're like, okay, but what's it about? Yeah, instead, what's the one big takeaway that you want you want your audience to have Make that the title of your episode. Speaking of radio. I think for me, going from radio to podcasting is knowing the difference between broadcasting and podcasting and niching down, uh, not trying to be a show for everybody, but the show for the audience, like Kim was saying, finding that audience that you are, you know, wanting and then being a niche for them and not trying to be. And I think it was Rob Greenlee that actually had a great analogy of what it might've been you, Dave, um, listening to one of your podcasts, but it was broadcasting is going an inch deep on a subject that's a mile wide and podcasting is digging a ditch that is a mile deep and an inch wide. And the, as soon as I heard that, that was like, that's just everything stuck everything to me. So uh, that was the one I w- really wish it 
it's about niching down, not trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. And your podcast is? It's uh, the, uh, live at the Bob Stop, and the website is themusicsettlement.org. And your podcast is about? Uh, it's uh, basically we're trying to help these, uh, one of the jazz clubs that is a, a music school for kids uh, keep the uh, artist, artist out and uh, some good stuff there. I'm hoping to grow it into an interview uh, type thing. They have some stuff that I want to grow it on. Uh, again, I'm kind of a, we're doing a group uh, with uh, the friend who runs it and a couple of other guys who are very radio heavy and I'm very podcast heavy. And uh, there's a lot of podcast stuff that can be done with it um, that uh, isn't necessarily radio friendly. So, and somebody who has a really deep connection with his audience is the one and only Glenn, the geek from the horse radio network.com. I wish I had known it was going to take so long for the world to catch up mm-hmm. to podcasting because I might have done things a little bit differently. I counted on podcasting to become a thing long before it did because, you know, you, bo- you and I both started. I started 2006. You know, I thought 2010 and 11, we were going to be getting there. Yeah, we, well, we talked about that back then. We thought we were going to be getting there and then we never did. Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, it was what, four years ago, we started to get there. And now in the last two years, we're getting there. I waited too long. I would have had a side hustle built into the whole thing, and I would have been making a lot more money now. I don't know what that side hustle is. You know, I don't know what that other thing was. Uh, but I would have taken, instead of throwing all my eggs in this basket, I would have I would have had a couple baskets. And that's where I made a mistake. Yeah, and that's where I'm going to throw mine in. Over the years, I have partnered with people and sent them business with hopes that they would send business back to me. And this is not saying that anybody on that side did it wrong, but the problem is, let's say I send editing to somebody that customer has a relationship with the editor. So even though the editor is like, no, 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 go see Dave, go see Dave. They really want to learn from you. And so that's why I have now have formed my own team, my own editing service. So if you're interested in that again, school of podcasting.com slash editing. The other thing I wish I would have known is that buying the microphone of the guy that sounds like butter to your ears does not make you sound like the guy. Yeah, that's some of that is just God's gift and there's nothing, no microphone will make you sound that way. The other thing I wish I would have known is that it's better to do one podcast really, really, really good than five meh kind of podcast. Because in the end, there's only 24 hours in a day. And as we've already said, it's not just the recording that you need to do. It's all the promotion. So the more podcasts you do, the more time you need to promote them. And if you do things like eating and sleeping and spending time with your family, that's not good because there's no more hours in the day. And then, of course, about the time you think you got everything under control, this thing starts to rear its ugly head. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Oh, and what what do you wish you had known about that? How much it was going to affect me. Ah, that's all I got to say. That's all you got to say. And your podcast is? Toastmasters 101, an introduction to Toastmasters, which is an organization that teaches public speaking and leadership skills, which if you're a podcaster, you should be a Toastmaster. That should be my tagline. Why do I not use that? And, And you can find that at? Toastmasters101.net. There we go. We've talked about imposter syndrome. I'll have a link out in the show notes at the end. Say it with me, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 768. We've done a whole episode on imposter syndrome. I'm just here to tell you, 
Everybody feels that way. So don't think you're different or weird because you like have these. No, everybody has imposter syndrome. What you need to do is work on being yourself. What do you wish you had known when you first started podcasting? What I wish I'd known is who I am. Instead of worrying about who I should be. Who should I be? Cause once you know who you are, you're bound to go far. No one can be a better you than you can be. Warrior1podcast.com Where we ask the question, how do we best live this one brief magical life? I'm the host, Pashupa. Thank you, Dave Jackson. For all you do. (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you so much. Again, links to everybody's stuff at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 768. Next month's question. Yes, there is one for next month. I'm a glutton for punishment. And I need this by April 23rd, 2021. And this question could really blow up in my face. So I need, if you have a co-host, I need your attention because this is the question of the month, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And that is, how did you find your co-host? Because I've had people ask that. How do you find a co-host? And I'm like, I don't know. They just, you, you, they're just there. So I don't really know. Mine just asked me, hey, do you want me to like pop in and help? And I went, okay. So you'll hear that story uh, in next months. But if you have a co-host, how did you find each other? How did you pick each other? And how have you maintained your relationship? But mainly, how did you find your co-host? I need to know that. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And again, tell us a little bit about your podcast and where we can find it. And then, unless you're going to put it into a song, I just need you to answer the question. I know we are all creative people. I just need you to answer the question. Hey, Thanks, Dave. This is Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com where I help you plan, launch and grow your podcast. I found my co-host by blah, 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 blah. That's really all I need. And I appreciate all the other extra stuff and things like that. But in the end, realize the only part I'm going to keep is the actual answer to the question. So I just letting you know that up front. And again, I need it by April 23rd, 2021. How did you find your co-host? Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Have you seen this? What is this? These are the stats on your podcast. Your podcast that a thousand people have listened to. What? Wait, is this real? Are are you really good at Photoshop? Both those things can be true. No, it's real. It's real. Look, your latest episode is apparently very popular. Wow, look at all these comments. People are saying that they came here from a blog, Make My Daisy. So I'm going to pop in here and say, yes, all it takes sometimes is to get mentioned on one blog post in one newsletter. Somebody's on stage and mentions your podcast. And the next thing you know, you got a bunch of downloads. I love hearing a psychologist get so vulnerable about her real life. Oh, well done, you. <laughs> and the second half was less like a podcast and more like a conversation I was eavesdropping on. And the British guy is a great ad. I love their chemistry. And everybody knows this. If you want your show to just sound smarter, better, more intelligent, you just go get a British guy. But I was oh, never on. Oh, no. What? No, 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 no. What, 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 what? Uh, I, I, I never pressed stop when we were talking and I must have uploaded the entire thing. Um, what did we say? What did we say? 
no, nothing bad. No, just, just the stuff about Gary proposing and you rejecting him and us wondering why he still has the ring. And a thousand people have heard it. It's, it's more like 1,100 now. <sighs> that is from the ABC show A Million Little Things. And I want to explain how do you fix that? Because we're all going to do that when you're listening and you go, oh, no, 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 no. That's the one with the, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, remember, Apple is just a mirror of whatever is in your media host. So here's what you do. First of all, I got to say this. This is a public service announcement. And if you're walking and talking to somebody right now, I need your undivided attention. When you contact your media host, I know you're freaking out because, oh my God, the you have to let your media host know the name of your podcast. I can't help you until you let me know the name of your podcast. The more specific you can be, even better. Because if you say, hey, my podcast isn't working, that's not going to be helpful. But if you say, hey, my podcast, the School of Podcasting, on the episode, what I wish I had known isn't blah, blah, blah. Now I can go right to the source. And I'm not complaining. I love all my customers. But the more information you give to me, the quicker I can fix you. So keep that in mind. And then what you want to do is go in and you fix, like in this case, they would cut out the second half of their episode. And then when you mix it down, mix it down to the exact same file name as the original. So let's say your file name was called episode26.mp3. And you're like, holy cow, but episode 26 has this whole extra stuff in it. Go in, edit out all the extra stuff and export the file so that it's just episode26.mp3 and then go into your media host, whoever that is, and upload the file. And in theory, at least at Libsyn, I know this is how this works, uh, what happens then is there's no outage. If you upload a file with a different file name, it takes some time for the apps to figure out, oops, they switched the file. But if you upload the fixed file with the exact same file name, that particular mistake is kind of erased in a much, much faster time. So don't freak out about that. Coming up in future episodes, I got a really good music question. I was going to put that in this episode, but we're already at 42 minutes. So we'll save that for next week. I've got an interview with a pet sitter. I've got an interview with a, a veteran that's still in the army, but realizes that he's going to be graduating soon. He's going to be retiring. And so he is going, he's using podcasting now to plan his future. So we're going to have an interview with him. He's got some insights about building a community and using podcasting to build your business, as well as anything you would like to talk about. And of course we have the question of the month coming up on April 23rd. Thank you so much. If you are ready to start your podcast, if you need to avoid all the things we talked about today, they're all in the school of podcasting. And now I've got an editing team. So if you're like, "Eh, I really need to spend more time with my family. That's some priceless time. Schoolapodcasting.com slash editing. I've got a team that can help you with that. And if you don't see what you're looking for there, you're like, oh, I need somebody to do this. Let me know because we've got kind of a flexible little menu there that we can play with that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed.
blah. I don't need the backstory of your podcast and what you made for dinner. I just need you to answer the question unless you want to put it into a song format. That was pretty cool. School of podcasting.com. Oh, geez. And that's where I'm going to throw my ring in that. My, I'm going to throw my ring in the hat. Yep. I sure am. And so what I wish I would have known is that the youth set the, the PS, the PS five, the USPS, there's too many S's, too many P's in this, the male people. And of course, this will all be out at the website school of podcasting something seven, eight, seven. There's an eight. There's a six. What is it? Seven. I show prep Dave. Great. Seven, six, eight school of podcasting.com. Oh, it's too late. You blew it. You blew it.